21, winner. Thank you very much. Vegas, baby, Vegas! Ladies and gentlemen, place your bets. Welcome to Las Vegas. Welcome to the AV Forums Podcast, presented by Phil Hinton. Hello and welcome back to our coverage from CES in Las Vegas. And we'll start straight away with some more interviews. For real AV talk, this is the AV Podcast. I now find myself on the sharp stand uh, with Bob Plyer. Hi Bob, how are you? Very good, how are you today? So we're going to talk about some of your display devices that you have on your booth this year. Maybe you can explain what the ranges are and uh, the technology behind them. Yeah, what we're showing today really on the top end series is a new special edition SE94 series. It's really the real key top end piece that we're showing here at CES 2008. What really is involved in this is it's a true 1080p panel with five wavelength backlighting, which gives you the greatest number of combinations of true accurate color. The other thing that's extremely important about this model is the availability of four millisecond response time in addition to what we call 120 frame rate conversion. Basically, you're inserting frames to basically make smoother motion by doing this. The other real important point about this particular product is it is actually connected to the internet, so it has internet options, basically allowing you to do internet applications on screen. Now, this seems to be the big buzzword, um, certainly at this year's CES, is integration, is networking, is connecting the home via IP addresses or, or other means. So how do your panels fit into that, that type of living room or living environment? Well, the panels themselves are really dictated for what the average consumer would normally access in the morning, as an example. Most people, when they get up in the morning, the alarm goes off, they check the weather. They may check their stocks. They may check headline news. So these particular applications will be applied right to the screen for easy access. So it basically expands the content availability beyond your cable or satellite provider. Now let's talk about panel performance. It's, um, it's always something which is very important to our members on our website, is uh, proper calibration of, of the set in their environment. So what calibration tools have you added to the new lineups? Well, the new lineup basically has some uh, sub-menu control allowing you to control individual additive and subtractive colors. So this is going to allow you to basically adjust the set for true grayscale or true 6500 Kelvin designed uh, color temperature. And how accurately do your displays um, track to, to Rec. 709 standard, the HD standard? Well, out of the box, it certainly does not for the fact that on the show floor, we want to be bright depending on the selling environment, but we also have movie and dynamic modes that certainly come down and track very accurately, especially the movie mode is actually designed for that feature. Now, do you know if any of these panels are going to make it over the, over the ocean to, to Europe uh, this year? Uh, I'm not really sure on that, since I'm the basic marketing manager for the United States. I'm sure that some of the panels will, as far as the whole series, I don't foresee uh, Europe really embracing 1080p quite as rapidly as the United States has at this point. Now, that's that's an interesting aspect. So, well, what makes you think that, that Europe 
won't embrace 1080p then? Well, just the amount of overall models that we see is 1080p in the United States versus what we see in Europe. 720p seems to be very mainstream there, where now the Americans are really looking at, oh, well, I have to have a 1080p. And that's really the whole point of this whole show. And Sharp's really idea here of offering units anywhere from 32 to now 108 inches in 1080p. Now, um, let's just move on a little bit, Robert, and um, let's cover one of the, the real hot subjects of CES this year. And it was, a, it was a, an announcement that was made well before the show, um, and that was Warner backing Blu-ray. Now, Sharp also produced Blu-ray players. So um, how do you see that market developing now? Well, that market really, uh, just out of the last four days, has really changed with Warner's announcement. Uh, the other thing that was very important was last week that Macintosh saying that they're going to put a Blu-ray drive in their unit, which was also very big. So really, the availability of five studio versus two on the HD DVD side puts a certain uh, bonus point on the Blu-ray side. The other thing that I really personally feel, having lived through the DVD era, is that the adoption and more uh, release of Disney titles and really attacking the titles that children enjoy will certainly set the pace for Blu-ray. So what's Sharp's angle with Blu-ray then? How many players do you have coming to market? Well, certainly we have the current HP 20. Today we're showing at the show the next model, which is the HP 50. The HP 50, the real difference here is it's geared at a more professional type of user for the fact that it has IR input and RS-232 control and more decoding for newer uh, codecs such as Dolby True HD at 7.1. So we're already starting to develop the next line and actually what we're showing here today and talking to some of our buyers about is the availability of the next step and possibly moving in the United States to recorder. But that certainly wouldn't happen until much later into 2009. Now, one thing uh, companies like to do is, is have the full range available to consumers. Um, it was in the past that you bought your TV from, from one manufacturer, you bought your VCR from another, your DVD player from another. But it's, it's all come into integration style now where you can have a whole home theater um, from one manufacturer. Is that an approach that Sharp likes to take? Yeah, in fact, we find that more and more for the fact of color matching. Design has become much more important over the last couple of years. So the design, if you notice, I have an Aquas Blu-ray player, and the basic uh, piano black finish matches the television. We have now a one-bit audio rack system that also matches that. So that becomes very more important as we look, but really the key also point of that is a, a particular functionality called Aquas Link, which allows both the Blu-ray player, the television, and even the audio system to talk to each other for really ease of functionality. It allows the user to basically control with each remote multiple functions of each device. Just to, to wrap up today, what is your, your big key product that, that you're really pushing at the show this year? Which is the one product which you think... Yeah, that, that says everything about Sharp this year. I'd say that product is that special edition SE94 because that's the real, real deliverable product. And, of course, not, not to undercut it, but our 108-inch display. But really, the star of the show, though it's not deliverable yet, is our less-than-2-centimeter LCD display. Now, this is something we're seeing from all manufacturers. Why do you think people want thinner and thinner displays. What, what is it that, that draws people to those displays? Well, I think it just gives them the availability of being the application and the clean design in the home. Uh, though 
you know, U.S. homes are quite large, we find that the applications expand when you get to that thin level. Example, for use in even besides extra rooms, we find even in the U.S. the application in, in bathrooms actually expands. We see the application in mobile applications expand from that, such as in motorhomes and travel trailers. So it just opens up to a market, to a placement where no one ever thought of placing something there and gives that applicability to it. Robert, thank you very much for taking uh, the time to speak to us on the AV Forums podcast and all the best for the rest of the show. I wish you the very best. I hope you enjoy the rest of your show also. For up-to-the-minute AV discussion and hardware reviews, visit avforums.com. And we're at the Texas Instruments stand and I'm talking to Pennington. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, my feet are very, very sore. It's uh, it's been a very busy show. How's things been for you guys? Uh, pretty much the same, but we have a lot of good technology to show, especially for gamers. DLP has enabled a couple of new technologies that I'd like to to tell you about. One is our dual view technology, which allows for full screen multiplayer gaming. So we're eliminating split screen basically, and you can now play with your buddies uh, in the same room and get the full experience. So how how does that work then? How do you get the same the same image for, for that then? DLP technology is the fastest imaging technology on the market. We're able to leverage that speed to paint full images on the screen with no downgrade of resolution or uh, hertz. Now, it's uh, obviously, people in the UK will know DLP from projection technology, right. from the likes of uh, Optoma, Mitsubishi, etc. Um, so what what's happening in the world of projection where DLP are concerned then? Well, DLP has introduced this year a, uh, a cell phone projector. It's a small module that is intended to go into your cell phone. Um, I guess you'd be mobile, right? Uh, and you could, on the go, watch videos, mo- uh, mobile television, uh, PowerPoint presentations. You know, it could go work for business or for entertainment. Now, uh, I noticed we've got R2-D2 next to us here. Uh, maybe you can just explain uh, what R2 is doing here. Well, R2 is actually uh, making a guest appearance because he has reincarnated himself as a DLP projector with an integrated DVD player, an iPod dock, and then connections for your computer in the back as well. He's also fully articulated and you can drive him around. So It's a bit of fun. So you could watch your movies on the move then? Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) uh, As well as have a drink belly. (laughs) Well, let's move move on to the high end. And obviously we've got um, digital projection on quite a large screen there. Um, Maybe you can explain to our listeners what it is we're looking at. Well, that's actually two of our large venue projectors that are working in tandem to give us a 60,000 lumen, very large screen experience. We do this every once in a while uh, in open air venues for uh, sporting events and and whatnot. And I suppose if you're a lottery winner, um, you're going to have it in your home theater. Oh, absolutely. Now, another thing uh, that did uh, catch my interest was 3D HD TV. Maybe you can explain that to us. Well, that's actually the technology that we use to build the dual view that I mentioned before. DLP's quick response time allows us to do uh, 3D as well, a separate camera angle for each eye that's then synthesized and then you're through glasses and you're able to see a very high quality, high resolution, no, again, very high hertz uh, 3D image. And just to, to wrap up today, um, Dark Chip 4, when are we likely to see that coming uh, mainstream? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I, I think it's under development. I'm not an engineer. I'm just a marketer. In particular, I'm a gamer. So if it makes my games better, I'll know about it. Okay, well, uh, Pennington, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. No problem.
Nice to meet you. Thank you. The biggest news and the best, best, best reviews. Best reviews. Hard, tiring work. You're listening to the AV Podcast. I'm with Pam Ernst from Samsung, and uh, we're on a very, very busy booth. Amazing how many people are actually walking around the show uh, today. But we're going to talk about your display devices. Uh, we were at the press conference on Sunday, and Touch of Colour was mentioned, so maybe you can explain what Touch of Colour is. Well, Samsung has always been known for their innovation and creativity, and we, in fact, were the ones that introduced the piano black panel several years ago. And what we've done is we've added just a touch of color around the edges. We're using red. Gives the black a very deep mahogany look. Gives the, it, it some pop. It really stands out from other televisions on the market. It will not be on our entire product line, but it will be on several models. Now, it's, it's interesting to see design being such a, an important issue um, for all the companies that are here. And, and one aspect was that females make up 50% of the buying decisions when it comes to flat panels and so on. So has that influence the design of the panels? It absolutely has. Samsung does recognize that the woman is part of the decision and it used to be you had an ugly little tube that you could close the cabinet on when not on, but these are now 52, 57 inches and you can't hide them. So they need to look as good turned off as they do turned on and Samsung has paid attention to that and in fact it is the woman that has told us that these are the most beautiful panel out there. Now, the guys are always interested in getting the technical aspects right. Right. Um, So what has Samsung put into the sets for proper calibration to D65 standards and so on? Sir, I cannot speak to our very fine engineering specs, but what I can tell you is what Samsung has done is they have added a lot of features, including the super clear panel, which gives you deeper black levels. It actually rivals plasma. We have also put in 120 hertz technology to take care of the motion blur. And in many of our models this year, we're putting in what we call RSS, Real Simple Syndication, in conjunction with USA Today, so you can pick up news headlines, stock reports, etc. on your television. Also, Digital Living Network Alliance, so that you can connect it with your PCs and your other TVs in your home. And in some of our premier models, we'll also be adding a partnership with Microsoft, where you can pull content right off of the web into your television. Now, this is an interesting facet of the whole industry at the moment, is the convergence of technologies. Now, you're mentioning RSS feeds there, so maybe you could explain that in a little bit more detail for our listeners, what that actually means. Very simply, what real simple syndication means, and you may see this on some computer sites or websites, excuse me. What it does is, you, on a hotkey on your remote, you simply click RSS, and it will bring up an opaque screen that will be a portal, if you will, into USA Today. You can see the headlines much as you would on your mobile phone. And if you see a headline you want to know more about, you simply tap onto it and it will open up that full story for you. You can also tell it that I want to watch the stocks for, say, GE or whatever, and it will give you your stock quotes and it will tell you what the weather is outside in your neighborhood. Now, this is a really interesting feature, and obviously from a European perspective, um, we're talking about USA Today. Do you know if Samsung have any uh, inclination to release that in the European market? I am certain that they are probably thinking along those lines. These types of things are always a little simpler in the U.S. because it is the USA Today. Um, I'm sure that they are working on similar technologies for their European market, but I'm sorry I cannot speak to them as I'm not familiar. Okay, well, just to to finish off today, Pam, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. um, We're going to go back to the design side of things, and I've just seen the the ultra-slim panels over here. Just how slim is that panel? That is four centimeters at its thickest point, so it is very slim. And unlike other manufacturers that have sacrificed design for thinness, we have been able to actually put the entire works 
the, the tuners, everything is inside there, and we did not sacrifice the design. Now, it's certainly an area which is attracting a lot of attention. Why do you think that is? Everybody wants it to look like a picture on their wall. Flat has to be very flat now, and in fact, our OLED is grabbing a lot of attention, as that is also only two centimeters thin, thick, and it's, it's really grabbing attention. People want it flat. They want it to look like it's literally painted on the wall. Now, it's interesting you mentioned OLD. Yes. Um, now, what, what screens are you showing here at CES, and, and how do you see things developing? We are showing our 14-inch and our 31-inch. We are currently working on a 40-inch, which we're now showing at this particular show. Uh, we see that as a potential for 2010, perhaps earlier. Well, Pam, thank you very much. Yeah, it is really, really busy here, and I appreciate the fact that you've been speaking to us on Navy Podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Made by enthusiasts. For enthusiasts. Wow, a free movie. Thanks. This is the AV Podcast. So that's all we've got time for on this edition of the AV Podcast. But stay tuned. We've got more coming from CES very soon. The AV Podcast was presented by Phil Hinton. Original music by Andrew Bassett and Richard Cosgrove. The AV Podcast was mixed and produced by Phil Hinton, and the senior producer was Stuart Wright. All content, including sound clips and music, is copyright material and featured for promotional use only. The AV Podcast is copyright M2M Limited.